guys. Welcome back to the pod. It's Austin. Uh, we haven't done a sit rep in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a it's been a hot second. Uh, so thought I would jump on this this fine Sunday morning. Um, actually ran into something yesterday that I thought would be worth talking about. So um, before we get into that, I just got to make sure I you know uh, thank my my sponsors here for the prepared mindset. Uh, eclipseholsters.com guys uh, we say it a lot here you see it on our instagram you see it on our facebook um, but it's because they make a great product right if you guys need uh, a holster you need a replacement clip you need a mag carrier dump tray t-shirt they now work with core belts so maybe that old leather belt you've been you've been rocking is just a little bit too uh, too loose these days not quite giving you the support that you need for your edc gear head over to eclipseholsters.com man Use our discount code PREPARED15. It's going to save you guys 15% on your order. And if you spend over $60, you're going to get free shipping. Plus the guarantee that in three business days or less, they're going to have that order out the door, on the road, headed straight to you. I mean, you can't beat that right now. Look at shipping everywhere. is screwed. I think it just took me four days to get a package from Amazon with prime shipping. I mean, that's pretty solid return times especially for a small company. You guys are doing a great thing by supporting a small business, local business, uh, and, you know, eclipseholsters.com. Jess and her team will take great care of you. Also, mymedic.com. Guys, it's the summer. We're all getting out. We're all doing stuff. We're all partying, camping, rock climbing, hunting, you know, what, whatever you're doing. Uh, make sure you guys are covered, man. Get a, get a first aid kit. Uh, don't don't be one of these people that, that needs it and doesn't have it. I, I just went to... Uh, a Detroit Tigers game with my wife and a couple of her coworkers, and a couple people mentioned like, "Yeah, we we've seen hers. Uh, you know, she has a MyFac Advanced uh, strapped to the back of her seat in her car. Like, yeah, that's really cool. You know, and we picked up a little small one, and you know, I was thinking about getting a large one because we want to go out and do this stuff. It's like, you know, and I get that a lot when I talk to people about my medic because I like talking about our, our sponsors. But a lot of people mention, yeah, I've been meaning to pick something up. You know, we go hiking, we go running, we go hunting, you know, all the time. Uh, We're out doing stuff with the kids all the time, really meaning to pick something up. Guys, just do it. All right, head over to MyMedic.com. Use our discount code MINDSET20. It's going to save you 20% off on the order. Don't be unprepared. Okay, we don't know when when something's going to happen. I mean, even just a skinned knee or, you know, a mild burn while you're out camping because you turned around for a second and the kid grabbed you know the s'more stick and now their hands burned whatever it is they got you covered all right head over to my medic and if you guys go through our facebook page and our offer section there's actually an affiliate link we are affiliate partners with my medic again can't talk about how fantastic a company they are enough if you guys go through that affiliate link we're going to get a little bit of whatever you spend there coming back to the prepared mindset to help support our projects, our endeavors, and what we're doing. And you're also still able to use that 20% off discount code. It's a win-win for everybody. MyMedic.com, head over and check them out. So like I was saying, I ran into something yesterday that I thought would be pretty pertinent for discussion today on the Sunday sit rep. Here in uh, Macomb County, Michigan, where we're located, they are currently proposing uh, some of this legislation you're seeing get real popular across the country, all right, uh, to make this county a 2A sanctuary county. And and this is, like I said, this is popular across the country because the, the current sitting administration is, I mean, for reasons that most of us can't comprehend, uh, whether you're on one side or the other, the, the gun issue, 
um, with all the problems we have in this country right now, um, they're they're like hell bent on the whole no more guns thing. Let's you know, let's rein that in. Um, I digress. So, a lot of counties, uh, a lot of states, are declaring themselves as two A sanctuaries. Um, and what this measure essentially does is gives the the county, gives the state uh, law enforcement the discretion um, to enforce those laws that may be deemed otherwise unconstitutional. So things like uh, magazine bans, bans on certain weapons, uh, requirements by the federal government to place um, like a tax stamp, because uh, that's that was big by uh, Joe Biden's big um, push during the campaign was this this overhaul of the uh, National Firearms Act, and it would be a sweeping reform, which would I mean, I hate using the word reform because in my mind, reform gets you to someplace better. But anyway, this would require law-abiding citizens to apply for and pay for a tax stamp for every single firearm they own under the NFA, which would then, again, under the NFA, mean that we would have to register and log this information in a publicly accessible database. So now everybody knows how many guns you have, what kind of guns they are, and where they're located. Um, they have to be serialized. Then you got to pay another $200 tax stamp for every magazine that you own. And, you know, we talked about this in, in earlier episodes. Th- that's that's a lot of money, and it essentially then is turning uh, firearm ownership, self-defense, uh, self-accountability into a luxury instead of a right. It makes it a privilege for those who are rich enough to afford it. And, uh, you know, right now in this country, we focus so much on things that the impoverished communities don't have, Right like education, decent housing, you know, utilities, internet access even in some places. Uh, but one of the most basic rights, one of the most basic of all human rights, the right to defend yourself, the, the right to live a, a free and, and happy life, um, that, that is something that we just can't abide by right now because guns are clearly the biggest problem we have in this country. Um, but what I, what I saw, and there's, I know you guys have probably seen, uh, a lot of cities, areas, they start these residence pages on, on social media for people to come in, uh, and make each other aware of stuff that's going on, exchange ideas, uh, you know, post, you know, looking for work or looking for somebody to come on my lawn. You know, it's, it's actually a pretty good thing for, for community uh, interaction. And I, you know, am um, a member of several. But I had a, a good friend of mine, Ryan, who's been on a couple different episodes talking with us, shoot me a link from one specific news source <clears throat> talking about this 2A sanctuary uh, proposal for here in Macomb County, Michigan. And this particular article was very brief, maybe three paragraphs, three short paragraphs. And really all it highlighted in that particular article was that this 2A sanctuary proposal would allow for the carrying of firearms in schools. It didn't get, it didn't talk about how this would uh, leave it up to the local sheriff for discretion on enforcement of possibly unconstitutional laws. It didn't uh, highlight how many citizens would or wouldn't be in favor of such a proposal. It didn't highlight uh, any of the other features, factors, uh, you know, put any context into this as to why uh, this is being brought about. It didn't put in comparison to what other states in the country are doing. Um, It even went so far as to say that it was confusing that this was brought up because Michigan is a pretty 2A friendly or gun friendly state, which that's upsetting for me because I actually reached out to my uh, state representatives and senators and had responses come back 
uh, saying, yeah, I grew up in a uh, hunting community where we value our firearms. So, uh, you know, I won't be voting for anything uh, that is an infringement. However, I am very much in favor of common sense gun laws that will protect our citizens. And that's just an oxymoron. And that answer right there is just a complete contradiction. Common sense gun laws don't exist. They don't. Common sense is if you don't want to be shot, carry a gun so you can shoot back. I mean, that's, that's a pretty you know black and white way of looking at it. But um, gun laws only affect the law abiding. We are, I assume anyways, most anybody listening is a law abiding citizen. So we don't have anything to worry about. It's the criminals, the ones that don't follow those laws that obtain these firearms illegally. Those are the ones that we have to worry about, and those are the ones that these laws are designed to, um, I guess, infringe upon. But it doesn't work that way because they don't follow the law. It's a catch-22, right? So this article, it's and it's just a, it's a perfect example, right? of the media uh, putting a very focused, very specific lens on a very broad issue like the Second Amendment, like gun control, like 2A sanctuary proposals. Now, what I did, and we're probably going to be doing an episode on this topic uh, coming up in the near future here, is I, I dug deeper, right? I just went, and, and not even that much deeper. I just went to a different news outlet. I went to the Detroit Free Press website, which is you know, this first site was one of the local TV news stations. I went over to the free press site. It was a, I mean, three or four times longer article. It it actually didn't mention anything about the being able to carry firearms in schools. It highlighted that there's a growing push for gun control across the country. It had specific testimonies by uh, citizens of the state of Michigan who went to uh, or I'm sorry, citizens of the county of Macomb in the state of Michigan um, that went to the the commissioner's meeting to voice their opinion, uh, to voice why they think this is a good thing, or in a couple instances, why they think that this is a bad thing. Now, as is typical with a lot of these, the arguments against were actually pretty uh, asinine. The one that was highlighted was a woman saying that you should not be able to go out and buy an AR-15 like you're buying ice cream. Um, I, I don't get the comparison there. I think that people that make those kinds of statements have never actually tried to purchase a firearm and don't realize that there's actually a background check process and uh, a fair amount of legality that goes into purchasing something like an AR-15. But again, I digress. Uh, there's actually, it seems like a lot of a lot of uh, citizen support within the county for something like this. And I think that people are really under the um, the illusion, the, the misconception, that this would mean uh, that people would be carrying guns everywhere out in the open. In fact, the commentary on the Facebook page where I first found this article was exactly that. Um, it had been shared, and within the first 25, 45 minutes, whatever, there were six or eight comments, <clears throat> and it was all, oh, great, that's what we need, more gun nuts walking around with, with rifles, um, yeah, this is terrible. Uh, why can't we make this a sanctuary for humans instead of just the guns that some of these Trump tards think they need? Uh, I mean, it was just awful. Like, just some of the worst commentary um, that you could really apply to um, such a topic. I think that as a society right now, we are still at the point where we're like drastically, um, you know, one side or the other. We're either on the left or we're on on the right. And we're all kind of not really willing to meet each other in the middle on any of this stuff. Um, and I think that meeting each other in the middle isn't as simple as just conceding um, some points to other points. I think it's, you know, it, it goes past that. It's um, educating each other. 
educating ourselves, being will, be, willingly, um, being open to education and discussion. And, you know, um, I just think there's some people on the left that don't want to hear it. Just reading some of these comments here. So we care more about sanctuary cities for guns than we do for people. Nice. Great. Like we need to put up a sign welcoming gun nuts when we already have a county full of them. Um, you know, it's just, um, you know, and, and with these sanctuary uh, movements, it really doesn't bring a whole lot of political weight. It just says that uh, we're going to have our sheriff uphold these constitutional laws and not the unconstitutional ones that are being forced upon the people. Here's another comment. Um, because school shooting drills aren't traumatic enough for kids. And, and they put a screenshot of, um, you know, under the resolution, a Macomb County Sheriff or Deputy would not have the to follow the law and arrest someone if they openly carried a gun in places like schools. And that, that pretty much just seems to be the, the overwhelming narrative with this one article that was shared, because that's the only point that it was focused on was carrying guns in schools. Now, it's hard for a lot of people to think about. It's hard for a lot of people to remember because it was, I don't know, 30 years ago almost when President Clinton at the time signed the bill into law that made schools a gun-free zone. And since then, I want to say it was probably like around 1993, 1994, um, within his presidency, we saw basically what a lot of people um, refer to as the mother uh, or the catalyst for school shootings and the spike that, you know, of school shootings and how it's just steadily seemed to increase, uh, Columbine High School in Colorado, right? That school, that, you know, awful school shooting, that tragedy. Uh, and it's been used over and over and over again as an example of what well, we need to have a gun-free zone. You know, uh, schools aren't safe enough. We need this, 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 and this. Well, how come we didn't have all of these school shootings prior to that, you know, in the 80s. Why, why was that such an issue in the 80s? Not saying it never happened, but it was just, it was less of an issue. Why? Because, I mean, you're not, you're less likely to be a target if you're armed. I'm not saying we need to arm teachers. I'm not saying we need to go shoot kids. I'm not saying any of that because I've definitely had people put those words in my mouth when making the same point. What I'm saying is, is that people seek out soft targets to carry out these heinous acts of violence and cruelty. Right now, today is uh, it's June June 13th. We're within a couple days here, uh, anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting years ago in Orlando, right? It's Pride Month. This was uh, essentially what a lot of people looked at as an attack on gay rights. And and every year, um, especially in you know election years, whether it's midterm or presidential, whatever, anytime anybody's campaigning, they use these tragedies as leverage points and talking points to talk about why we need... Um, more gun control. Oh, this can never be allowed to happen again. Well, um, you know, maybe we need to look at a different issue because you guys keep passing more and more gun legislation. We've actually not had um, any repeals of gun legislation in the last 40 years, with the exception of the Clinton uh, assault weapons ban, which wasn't really repealed. It just expired. There was a sunset clause. It went 10 years. It did not have any noticeable effect on, uh, on statistics of gun crime. So therefore, it was not renewed, plus the people of this country didn't want it. Many didn't want it in the first place, but because we had a Democratic House and Senate with a Democratic president at the time, it got pushed through because the Democrats just pushed gun control. And, you know, but again, the people didn't want that. 
So if you go on to read this article in the free press, you see a lot of citizens in favor of it and a lot of people saying a lot of the things that I think we all can agree with, which is, yeah, people have right to firearms. I don't think that it needs to be completely unchecked and unregulated, but people shouldn't have to be worried about having you know losing their firearms not being able to defend themselves there's a lot of support for this across a lot of different age groups um i think that we're starting to see with everything that happened in the last year with the the panic over the coronavirus um you know i, I keep coming back to it but you know the riots that we experienced in a number of cities across this country not to mention the amount of uh, protesting that did turn violent at certain avenues. And that's not, again, let me be clear, that's not a dig on those who are out protesting. That's not to say anything negative about what the issue was that they were protesting. That's just to say that there was, a, there was is, continues to be a increase in violence across the country. Uh, here in Detroit, we have a ton of gun crime. Um, I think you'll find that most people in the Detroit area, though, are not talking about getting rid of the guns. A lot of people, common sense folks in in the area are, are talking about putting more money, yes, into the communities. Um, but we actually, you know, a lot of people really love our police chief or former police chief now, James Craig, um, who did a great job and, you know, has the city trending on a, a positive trajectory. But there's a lot of gun crime. And I think that it's due to a, a perfect storm of things, really. I mean, more people being home and out of work because of COVID, right? Um there's some saying, right? Uh, idle hands are the devil's playthings or something. Um, I probably butchered that, but you get what I'm saying. You know, you're going to sit around, you're going to go find trouble. You get bored, right? Especially in a city like Detroit, where we already have enough trouble to begin with, and you don't got to go very far to find more, uh, to get yourself deeper into trouble. So, and, and again, we're not really looking for more gun control here. I think that, um, the issue is uh, community policies. I think uh, we can sustain the amount of background checks we already have. Um, I know it's a fairly unpopular opinion with a lot of people in the 2A community because, uh, unfortunately, the politicians that we, in some parts of the country, some parts of the state, whatever, uh, elect into office, they then leverage things like background checks and existing laws to uh, kind of like parlay, kind of like roll that into uh additional future legislation and it's like well we already have these background checks so what's one more thing what's one more thing you know i talked about this when we did our episode on uh, on gun control laws and how it's it's not a sprint it's a marathon right and that's on both sides of this race so we spent probably the, the last 40 years basically since reagan was president right when we really start to it started to see the onset of gun control in this country. And yes, that was a Republican president. That was a conservative president, Ronald Reagan, that really started rolling off these gun control efforts. And it was just kind of dropped and picked up by the Democrats in the 90s under the Clinton administration. But we just started rolling these out. And then every couple of years, it's one more measure. It's one measure further. It's, oh, here, we're going to drop your, your maximum magazine capacity from 30 rounds for an AR-15 to 20 rounds. And you have all these people, all these gun owners who, who are, you know, only hunters or something. And they go, well, I only hunt with five rounds. That doesn't bother me. I don't care. And it's incredibly short sighted. So they just, you know, oh, I don't care. But here we are 40 years after the fact, right? And all of a sudden now we're looking at losing firearms. Now you're going to, and not even losing them. Um, but if you want to keep that rifle, that 3030, that 308, whatever that that shotgun that you use for hunting and home defense that you you know have next to the bed for your wife on those 
weekends maybe when you're hunting and she's home alone with the kids or something, you have to pay a $200 tax stamp and register that weapon. Or maybe you have multiple rifles because you hunt small game, you hunt large game, you do muzzle loader season. Um, they actually want to ban 50 caliber ammunition, um, which for those of you that do shoot muzzle loader, that that's really going to piss you off because that means you can't hunt muzzle loader anymore. Or if you do, you got to get a smaller cartridge because at least to my knowledge, uh, a, a pretty big majority of muzzle loaders are 50 caliber. Now it's a, a single shot. It's basically a musket, right? Um, so yeah, it's not exactly the the world's most deadly weapon, but that's something that they threw up there. 50 caliber ammunition. Oh, nobody needs 50 caliber ammunition. Let's just cram that on the bill along with, oh, magazine capacity limits. Nobody needs an AR-15. If you've seen any of the stuff that they have to deal with in California with featureless rifles and the, the amount of stuff, um, I mean, they get so finite with some of these restrictions that they've placed on it in an effort to try and reduce gun violence, and LA is still one of the most violent cities in the country. Uh, it just you, you don't get away from it because criminals don't follow those laws. It doesn't matter what angle of a pistol grip your AR has. It doesn't matter if the stock is adjustable. It doesn't matter how quickly you can change out the magazine. Criminals are going to find ways around that. They're not going to follow those laws. They're going to go out of state. They're going to, you know, they're going to go p- take parts off one and put them on another. And you'll have a lot of people on the other side go, oh, well, this is why we need to ban that content from the internet. This is why we need to ban everything across the states. And eventually you look back behind you and see the line that you've crossed and you've given away so much freedom, so much of your your constitutional rights. There's never going to be any going back because it's just too far gone. In my in my personal opinion, I think we're kind of getting close to that. Uh, it does seem that the two-way movement is, is picking up and... Um, starting to push back you know we're starting to to gain some ground now that we had covid it really opened up a lot of people's eyes we have so many new first-time gun owners uh female gun owners which i know in a lot of homes semi-historically uh the, the mother the wife was the one pushing back against having a gun in the house at least in conversations i had in my personal experiences you know when i moved out i bought my first firearm my brother bought his first firearm then my dad got his first firearm, and then my mom's sitting here going, I don't like guns, I don't like guns, I don't like guns, no, I don't want that in my house. And, you know, okay, fine, if you're not comfortable with it, I mean, I can at least respect that. I think that we could all do a better job of educating each other on things like this and making sure we're prepared for things that may happen. And once you know what, a couple of years after my dad got his gun, there was an issue with somebody trying to break into the house. Now, nothing serious came of it. Sorry, somebody trying to break into the neighbor's house directly across the street. But my point is, it, it, I mean, it could have very well been my parents' house. Um, my mom is getting older. Um, my dad was, you know, gone at work, uh, just working on, you know, an early shift when this was going on. And I mean, stuff happens, right? So um, better to be prepared and at least feel better about what's going on, being able to adequately defend yourself should the need arise, rather than call the cops and wait the seven minute response time. Um, in hopes that your deadbolt on your door works, in hopes that they don't come through the window, in hopes that they don't overshoot uh, that that seven-minute response time window, right? But getting back to the real point here is that we need to do a better job uh, as well, as Americans, really, of vetting our information sources. You know, like I said, I went to one news site, and that's all I talked about is the guns in schools go to another news site and they don't mention it at all and they highlight that a lot of people are actually in favor of this and i don't think that the the free press is like a super conservative news source here in detroit 
I just think that the person, the people writing those two articles, one did a fairly decent job of being a journalist and the other one basically went for clickbait. Um, you know, and let's, I don't think anybody want, I mean, there's a lot of us in the 2A community, right? Most of us, I would say over 80%, over 85% don't want to open carry anymore. It's just, I mean, with holster technology being what it is with polymer based firearms being what they are, you know, uh, there is no need to be carrying outside the waistband. There is no need to be open carrying. And most of us just don't want to uh, for a variety of reasons. One, it makes you, you know, a target. But two, it attracts a bunch of unwanted attention. You don't want the looks. You don't want the questions. You don't want the haggle from the local law enforcement who's just trying to do their due diligence to make sure you're not a, a danger to yourself or anybody around. Which, And I can't blame them, you know, in today's day and age. Uh, you know, some gun owners will... Um, say it's profiling or that they shouldn't have to deal with this. And, and, and you're right, you know, you shouldn't have to deal with it, but you know, here we are, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to pay as much in taxes as I do to get, um, to get by, you know, every two weeks. Uh, but again, here we are, this is the country that we live in. This is the world that we live in. These are the problems that we face. And, you know, it's up to us to, to try and find a creative solution and a good way to work through these kinds of problems. So as a community, I think that we could do a lot better instead of just you know, fighting with each other. We could do a lot better job of informing our fellow citizen, letting them know, hey, yeah, it would give the sheriff the option of enforcing the law for open carry of a firearm in schools. I don't for a minute think that if this were to pass, we would start seeing parents, grandparents, whomever walking into schools open carrying just because, just because. I don't think that that's a thing. I think that uh, a lot of people can respect the sanctity of, of what a school is as an establishment of of learning um, and a what should be, by all accounts, a safe place for children to gather and learn and have positive life experiences. I think that this is a, a really concerted effort to uh, highlight one possibly bad point in an otherwise positive article, a positive idea that would protect the rights of so many citizens. And and again, hyper-focus the lens on just that one that one item, which is, by, like I said, by all accounts, probably going to be a non-issue. You probably won't hear about it. I, I mean, it's just, it's not something that I can see a lot of reasonable people wanting to do. Now, I mean, if there were that many people walking around that really wanted to do this, that were that unstable, that were you know, these gun nuts that it's that much of a danger to the world. Don't you think we would know by now? Don't you think we would have seen more issues? I mean, there are already people at the front desks, at the entrances that are unlocked, you know, to these school buildings and stuff that are stopping visitors from coming in, asking them, hi, can I help you? Hi, who are you here to see? What are you here for? Okay. I mean, I, I remember as a high school student and this was, I mean, I graduated in 2007. This is a while ago, right? They were doing that stuff then. That's why they lock all the exterior doors and you can't just walk into the building. They have controlled points of access. There's a front door that you can use and that's it. And there's people manning that front desk, usually two, three, um, sometimes more. It's a very visible area. It's very easily accessible for first responders and kind of creates a choke point, right? If you want to even talk about it in terms of what might happen, but we never, you know, we never had that issue with anybody just walking in with a gun we, to the best of my knowledge, still haven't had that issue in this community at any of the local high schools in probably a 20 minute drive in any direction. I mean, that kind of thing usually makes the news cycle pretty easily. So I would say that it's, it's a safe assumption that that's not going to be what's happening, but here we are. It's just like, you know, these people that want to 
on the flip side of the coin, they want to legalize drug use. They want to legalize meth. They want to legalize all this stuff because people just need just need help. They have a disease. Addiction is just a disease. So we need to make it legal so they don't have to go to prison. Well, because they don't need prison, they need rehab. And that's, uh, you know, I personally disagree with that. But they would be the first people to turn around and argue their point as well. You know, so I can have a healthy respect for people that don't understand um, and, you know, maybe need a little help getting to see what I see. And they may continue to disagree. I mean, but all we can do is try and help each other, try and help them understand, try and help them see that it's really not as big of a problem as you're thinking it is if you get off of this one point. So um, that that's it for me today, guys. Uh, again, this is just something that obviously hits pretty close to home with us here at the Prepared Mindset. We're very, you know, pro 2A and, and obviously hitting so close to home being that we, you know, are based here in Macomb County. So uh, something I... I you know, saw, I read something that I see too much of entirely, and that is very easily combated just by some additional research, which is, again, something we talk about all the time here on The Prepared Mindset, is getting out and doing your own research. Um, We're probably going to be expounding on on the research piece of this in the near future, so I hope you guys uh, click that follow button. If you got friends and family that are also looking to get into firearms, also Pro 2A, think the same way shoot the link over, right? More follows we get, the the bigger we can build this following, the more that we can do, uh, the better things will be for, for us here. And then hopefully for you as our listeners, like I said, that's all I got for you guys until next time, get out there, do the research, educate your neighbors. And like we always say here, be prepared. <laughs>